nonstop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chat Channel. My name is Tim Hayden, and I'll be your host. We have a super show for you today. Our guest is the multi-talented and hilarious Paul Witten. Paul is a writer, producer, and actor. He starred in many shows like All Rise, Lethal Weapon, Dropping the Soap, The Morning Show, and more. Most recently, you'll find him in the hit movie, That's Amore, which is streaming on Netflix. Please welcome Paul to the show. Welcome to the show, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Welcome, uh, welcome to my my multi-purpose office slash self tape room slash guest room slash everything. Thank you for having me. It looks right. See, I have a curtain I pulled to hide mine. <laughs> yeah, I have a curtain you can see uh, right there. Oh yes, behind my door, but I didn't want it to be, you know, open. So I went to Home Depot and I got a tension rod that goes across my entire wall, and then I can just open it and close it as needed, and then hide it behind the door. Yeah, that's kind of what I do here. I'm, I'm at the in the living room, so you can't see the back part there. We all had to get creative, right, with COVID to figure out. Def definitely, it was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. So how have you been doing, sir? I've been doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Um, I usually start out way back in the beginning, what it was like for you growing up, you know. Uh, gosh, well, you know, I'm an Nothing too deep. <laughs> I won't, yeah, trust me. <laughs> That'd be a very different show. Uh, you know, I'm an LA native and I've lived here most of my life. I did live briefly in Chesterfield, Missouri in Germantown, Tennessee, because my mom remarried a few times. And uh, so, so as a, as a young, I guess, preteen and early teens, I, for a few years, I was out of LA, but for the most part, I'm a native. I love LA. Um, and uh, I've lived in the same house now for a long time. So I'm a real like roots kind of person. Because I didn't have that growing up, I think I desire that as an adult. So I picked acting, which is really smart. And it's easier. You don't have to worry about moving or... Yeah, exactly. exactly. I hear people saying they're moving. I'm like, nope, I'm busy. Sorry. Right. <laughs> right. So when did you know acting was what you wanted to do? I mean, I, you do more than that, but I'll start out. Um, yeah. You know, when I, I, I think the first memory... I have is probably around five or six. I all it was basically always something I knew I wanted to do. I think I would watch, you know, the Carol Burnett show. My mom would watch it and I'd see it. And she was so genius and so funny. And it made me laugh. And I knew that, ooh, that that's what I want to do. I want to make people on the other side of this machine we're all looking at. I want to make them laugh. And I'd see movies and you know, a little boy and I saw King Kong and Jessica Lange and I thought she was so beautiful and 
it was so epic. And I don't know why I thought of that movie, but you know, seeing movies growing up, I just love the fantasy, the escape of it all, and the storytelling essentially. I could see where you kind of got the Carol Burnett part because most of your material is just hilarious. I mean, it's oh, great. Thank you. That's a huge, and you know, I got to meet her and uh, it was really one of the most wonderful meetings I had with someone that, you know, I didn't know and it was a celebrity because she was so warm, took an interest in me, which I'm like, I'm not that interested. I don't want to talk about you, but it was right. a really nice exchange of both of us wanting to learn about each other. And that was just heartwarming because I grew up just loving her. Carol Burnett's probably one of my top guests that I want to have on the show. Yeah, she, she's, she's great. She's great. Amazing. I mean, the three the three redheads at that time were, you know, Carol Burnett, Lucille Ball, and Vicki Lawrence. I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, and then that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Like, yes. imagine my surprise when I heard that's Vicki Lawrence singing this song. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just yeah, didn't no, imagine. Right. Lucille Ball, I mean, I remember being really young and when I'd be sick or miss a school day. I live to just sit and watch the Lucy reruns. I mean, I still do. If I ever happen to catch one, uh, I I can't not watch. Well, they did a, a biopic on her recently, which they did a really good job. I'm glad because oh, the Nicole Kidman one. Yes, because you know you they go. they showed that she was she stood up to the men. She, yeah. At that time, she and I was afraid they wouldn't portray that, and they did a very good job at that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, it was, I mean, I love behind the scenes stuff, obviously. So it it was that kind of stuff already has, you know, a go for me. Right. Yes, for sure. So do you remember what your first acting job was? I mean, on... Professional, like where I got paid? I do. And it was uh, an under five on the soap opera General Hospital. And I had played a dead body in an old movie with Whoopi Goldberg called Fatal Beauty. And I think, I think I might've been, I feel like I was an extra, like a featured extra. I don't know if I'm credited or not, but I was like a teenager who'd overdosed. And so I'm hanging from a stairway with foam coming out of my mouth. And it was like Whoopi Goldberg and Sam Elliott in the scene. And it was one of the first sets that I had been on. So it was really exciting, but I, I don't think, I don't think I spoke. I can't remember so long ago. Uh, but soap opera, General Hospital, Under Five. And it was a show that I watched religiously. So I kind of had manifested it. Even down to the woman that I got to work with in, in the scene who I love, Robin <laughs> Bernard. I don't know if you remember her, but... Yes. Yeah, right. she played Terry, Terry Brock O'Connor. And she sang on the show and... She was wonderful. I thought she was so beautiful. And I thought, well, I want to get on a show with her and do it. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, you went on. I mean, I know I'm skipping a bunch that you did, but I really want to talk about one show that you, I think you created because you, you wrote, you acted or starred in, you produced, and it's called Dropping the Soap. It is. 
that show is so hysterical and you know along with you and jane lynch i mean you always surround yourself with the best people it seems like <laughs> i'm so lucky I, I mean i'm i'm so grateful and yes thank you we had a great time doing that and uh jane coming on board you know was a game changer for us to get that done um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I did create, it came out, I was taking a nap. I've told this story before, but I was just taking a nap and I was trying to think of ways to create work for myself because as actors, you know, we're always kind of with our hat in our hand and going in and saying, please, can you hire me and auditioning? And I wanted a little more control. So I thought, I want to create something for myself. And what would it be? And I got together with a group of friends and I had this idea of like behind the scenes of a soap opera because I got my, you know, first job as an actor. So I had, and I watched it then and had such a fondness for it. And those actors and those artists work so hard. And uh, I just thought it was a world rife with possibility to kind of lovingly make fun of and also, you know, pay homage to. So I got together with a group of friends and said, hey, what do you think? Do you want to try and do this? And so we did it. And you did it well, too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if y'all haven't seen it, you really need to. Um, hang on, that's my spot. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Yes, it, it is. On Amazon. You can see it on Amazon. I mean, you can find it other places, too. I believe, like, iTunes and Google Play. But I'm an Apple guy, so I don't have Google Play. But Amazon, for sure. Yeah, I just, I just recently watched it on Amazon. It was hilarious. Um, how oh, did you... And Jane Lynch, y'all have such great chemistry. I mean, y'all did this, then y'all done a few other small little short things since, but y'all are so great together. I mean. I adore Jane. And uh, she and I became fast friends. And I have so much respect for her. And she happened to see that I was starting this project. And I got a friend on board to help with writing and who's very talented and uh so we started this whole process and then i raised money and we started shooting it and jane saw it and said oh this is really funny i'd love to be in this wow so, so you know i didn't ask her and i never would have thought she would want to you know be involved in it but she liked it and and wanted to play and so the rest kind of just it you know it took some time but it all kind of fell into place. And at one point, Lisa Kudrow was the producer on it in the beginning. And I just got to meet wonderful people and get wonderful people to come and play Missy Pyle, John Patrick Hig um, John Michael Higgins, Patrick Fabian, uh, yeah, Mimi Rogers, Dot Marie Jones, like all of these great people came on Diedrich Bader to play with us. And Ellie Cantor was the director. And Ellie Canner's a friggin' legend. She cast Sex in the City and uh, Friends. She was a great casting director and then decided to go into directing. We were lucky enough to get her to direct it. She's just amazing. Well, you're, you and Jane's relationship on it put me in the, in the mindset of a show that she was on previously that I, I really loved. It was called Glee. And yeah. her, her and Will. Her character and Will Schuster. Oh, nice. You, you all had that type of chemistry. You were just, yeah, just 
Thank you. That's so nice. I will have to pass that on. You know, we just both really like each other too. And I think that was part of it. And to be kind of antagonistic in a way in the show made it really fun for us as friends. And just working with her is just also a masterclass. She's so good. Um, Her, you know, people, uh, I think actors all bring a certain something, you know, that's very personal to them. And she just the way she looks at things, her responses to things are so unique and so wonderful. And it's just fun to watch her play, too. Well, you both have uh, such um, what's it called rapport where you don't really have to think about a comp you're going to reply back. It just comes natural. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. Improv, that's Thank it. You. That's what I was looking for. Your improv is spot on. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, yeah, I would work with her on anything. Sorry if you hear my dog in the background. It, it's okay. You'll probably see the curtain move. Mine sit on the other side of the curtain against it. <laughs> okay. So will, will we ever see any more from Collided Lives? Uh, you know, while. never say never. It was kind of intended to be what, you know, uh, a first season and, and, we would have loved to have done a second season, certainly, but um, at the time, we just didn't have a lot of muscle behind us. And, you know, we were independent. We weren't produced by Amazon. We were acquired by Amazon. Uh, and, you know, there's such a huge market out there and so many different projects that I think we probably just didn't have a lot of muscle behind us. But I think I think we could go back, but I look at it now as a limited series because I kind of love the right. way it ends. And uh, even at the time, I was like, even if we don't do uh, a second season, I love it as a as a limited as a limited series because I like I really do like where it's left. Oh yeah, I, I love the way it ended. I mean, I'm not going to say because I don't want to it for anybody, but yeah. I mean, guys. <laughs> If you've not seen it, you've got to see it. I know I found it on Amazon. Uh, okay. You're such a great content creator. Where do you get your good ideas, your inspiration for content? Thank you. Uh, gosh, you know, real life, like things that appeal to me. I work with, uh, you know, I have a couple of friends that I've written a few things with, John Wing and Mara Marini. And uh, we've collaborated on stuff. Tim Wright, who played the stage manager, Frank um, Morrow, played one of Jane's assistants in Dropping the Soap. Um, we knew each other through a theater company in L.A., all of us, and we just loved working together. So we wanted to collaborate together again. And so we've written stuff and it usually is from life. Like I did a short film called A Play that's done really nicely on the festival circuit and it it's nine minutes. Uh, I, I'm so proud of it. And it basically is, I don't know if you happen to see it, but it's basically, you know, perhaps how some of us feel when we go and see our friends in plays or a cabaret or whatever. This happens to be a play, but uh, it's kind of a dark comedy. I did see it. And Jane's in that too. Yes. She read that and she's like, oh, I want to play here. So I was like, yes, yes. Please. Actually, if anybody wants to see it, I think there's a link on your Insta, it's your Instagram or your Twitter. There's a link to to that. It's like a short at the. Oh weekend. yeah, you're right. I think it's on Instagram. I mean, it may be it may be on both. I'm really bad with social media, but but uh, I, it is on Instagram. It's called. But I knew I had seen it. That's how I had seen it, and I knew that you and Jane okay. had done more than just uh, the soap show. Yeah, and so I think that's where we all get our 
you know, inspiration, right? It's just from life, things that appeal to us. So dropping the soap, I love behind the scenes stuff growing up that I, I was obsessed with it. I'd read any book about any movie that talked about the making of. So that was a natural like topic of interest for me. Seeing theater and I love doing theater and um, having the experiences we all had like Mara, Sean, Tim and I of seeing some not great theater. And then what do you do when you want to support your friend and you go, but you know, you know. so it's and just kind of a fun, simple idea that we just turned on its ear a little bit. It kind of, put me in the mind, kind of put me in the mind of everyday life. I mean, your friends, you know, you go the outfit they're wearing or the hair, the style they've got, you know, you may not like, you go think, but you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's like what, what we all do when we're confronted and it's just a humorous take on it. And it's been really fun. And we've written a couple of other things together and uh, we're working on another short that hopefully we'll shoot this spring. And it's because we love working together. Um, you know, you find your tribe, you find your people and your people that have maybe a similar sensibility. And so I think most artists like to do that, you know, work with their friends and people they connect with on that level and like i said it shows to fans like myself it shows to us the camaraderie it, it seems like you can dig at that person a little bit harder or come at that person a little bit harder because you're friends and you know at the end of the day you're not really coming out oh interesting yeah i had never thought of it like that but yeah <laughs> sure i guess and you know like i did a short with um another friend of mine who i worked on dropping the soap with and who a, a writer uh, Mandy Fabian and she and I did a short called Killing Vivian and that was based on a story that I came up with about my dog that was dying and we are both like she and I both even with dropping the soap if you watch you know you know we have kind of a sick sense of humor very politically <laughs> incorrect so you know my dog was nearing the end and uh, so we came up with this idea for this short that I did with Missy Pyle, again, who I've worked with a few times. And um, I'm really proud of that too. And I think that was Mandy's directing debut. Okay. So- Yeah, you mentioned PC. PC is kind of the killer to me. I'm so paranoid about, you know, I, I can't imagine being famous like you and the others and worried about being PC because I just do this little show here and I still freak out about it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think about that too sometimes, right? Like we all have to be mindful, but I think I, I don't feel that threatened by it because I don't have thoughts that I think would get me in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry that I'm going to slip and say something really horrific because I don't think horrific things. <laughs> so I don't, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't think I do more about myself. Yes. But it's like, you know, that's, so I don't I don't worry about it that much. I, I usually feel like you can tell when someone is coming at something with a good intent and, you know, just a sense of comedy. And then when something feels mean or punching down, I think, you know, as an audience, we can tell the difference of that. So hopefully not all, but hopefully most people can. Well, see, I'm from the country. So, you know, we have certain slang things like bless your heart that are meant right. one way and people take another and I'm afraid of something. Oh, well, if someone gets offended by bless your heart, then they need to go. I mean, oh, like, for sure. That was just what popped in my head that was moderately right. mild to right. say. 
Well, you start in a movie and I'm going to ask you to say the name of it because I've seen, I said it in the beginning, but I've seen you on some other shows, uh, how they mispronounced the name. And I want to make sure I was pronouncing it right. It's, that's a more. That's a more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been saying it right the whole time. Yeah. I Well, because I think we're used to seeing Amore with an E. Yes. And uh, to be honest, I'm too dumb to know the difference. But I imagine that it's one of those things that both are correct, Amore or Amore. And most likely, there's a movie called That's Amore A with the E. So they, yes. they had to get rid of the E so that they could have the title. That's my guess. I have no idea. But Thank uh, God yeah, I said it, it was right. so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> to work on i love that show and i um admittedly i'm not a huge rom-com fan oh I love really that one i loved that one yeah i say that my favorite movies are rom-com but you know go figure how loud are you hearing my dog not very much okay i, I just it's like she's outside or something just okay i'm gonna me. shut the window see me okay <laughs> <laughs> there that may help a little bit sorry now a more is a great show i mean yeah how did fun. that come about for you because i was so happy to see that you and gregory zarian both were on that show movie yeah you know that was uh, a dear super talented uh wow in so many ways wears so many hats friend of mine christine moore christina moore she uh is a producer and an actress and she does it all, man. She's a rock star. And she had reached out and asked if I'd be interested in being a part of this film. And she's married to John Ducey, who wrote the film. So I know both of them through, we have mutual friends. And uh, they asked me to do this. And I was like, yeah, are you kidding? Come and play with you for a week or whatever? Yes. And then they very generously asked if I had anyone I would like to have play my husband you know, to throw his name in the ring. And I thought of Gregory because I adore him. He's such a sweetheart and so much fun to be around. I don't know how well you know him, but he's just, he's endlessly fun and funny and talented. And so I I asked him to do it or asked if he'd like to and put his name over to them. And they said, absolutely, we love him, let's do it. So I'm glad you did because y'all were great together in that movie. Um, Thank you. Uh, how did you two get anything done? I mean, because we, well, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and honestly, the whole cast, um, Riley Dandy, Isaac Rossi, Nancy Lenahan, John Ducey was in it, Suleika Matthews, like all of these wonderful people, Daniel Mora. It, it was such a fun set. It, uh, I couldn't believe we were getting paid. And um, Sean Piccanino was the director and he's so cool and so talented and just let us play and let all of us do our thing. And uh, it was like this great little microcosm of a week of just endless laughter and playing and also, you know, working obviously, but it was so great. That's not always the case. I mean, I've been fortunate that I've loved most of the jobs I've done, but (laughs) That one in particular um, was just a dream, a dream set to be on, so much fun. Everyone was so kind and nice. Um, Ali Afshar is the producer, it's a ESX Entertainment, and they've become very prolific in um, creating these 
films and kind of independently yes. and then they're on HBO and Netflix. It's really amazing what they've done. Well, this one was very good. Um, I, the only really, and it's not really a complaint, I just kind of felt like that you and Gregory's character should have been the ones to end up dealing with the ex, but you know, yeah, I'm glad it went the way it did too, because it, it didn't end like you would expect it to either. Yeah, well, I will pass that on. <laughs> in my mind, I was just I thinking, smell oh my a reshoot. God. <laughs> well, in my mind, while I was watching, I was thinking, oh my God, they're going to snap on this boy. He was so funny too. Him too. Yeah, he, he was. was great too. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was wonderful. He I was. think he was in Soaps too, wasn't he? Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. I can um, bring it up. Because I've got it right here. Um, Brian, it wasn't Brian Craig, was it? I think, yes. Yeah, the ex-boyfriend yes. that she, well, oops, you know, that happens in the beginning. I'm not ruining anything. But yeah. No, it's not. Hilariously funny and great looking and so what do you hope people take away from the show? Because there's more. Yes, because there's a lot of lessons in there, life lessons anyway. I felt there was. What What did you think was the biggest one that you took away? Um, to keep your mind open to all any and all relationships, friends, love, love interest, family. I love that. Because it was involved yeah. with you all, you all became new friends. Her mother made her do it as her partner is in the cooking. I, I, that's just kind of what. And I then Nancy's character, you know, the mother. Yes. That, and I think I, I I would agree with you. I think that's a great way of looking at at that is that always be open. You never know where something's going to lead, and sometimes we become closed off and we become myopic in the way we look at things. And I like that. I, I'm going to steal your answer and go with that. You can have it. Also, I mean, people get jaded in love and yeah. close herself off to love. And I'm personally not in a relationship, but I'm not closed off to it. Right. I'm open. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in a relationship right now either. And I'm not closed off to it, but I will say the older I get, I wonder if I want it. Well, I think I don't know. If we're about the same age. I think. I think I'm a little older than you are, but thirty-nine. Twenty-nine. No, <laughs> <laughs> you got me by No, I'm fifty. This to be fifty-one, and I'm content. I've got family, and friends. You know. Well, exactly right. Like you build the life that you want to have, and uh, I think as we get older, the, it starts to narrow the what we require from other people because we become so self-sufficient and that's a blessing and a curse right i yes. know the same for me too like i become so self-sufficient that my need for a partner you know probably wanes a little bit and then the truth is i would love to meet someone but as long as i don't know i don't know if i want to live with anyone right and you gotta think are they gonna accept I, you know your freedom that you've already you know i'd personally yeah. I'm happy I don't have to say, honey, I'm going to go to a friend's house. I can just go. You know, I don't. Yeah. Have yeah. There's something there's something really nice about I actually wrote a pilot uh, that's about this very thing. That's about being single and middle aged and finding your happiness. And does that does that really require a partner or is right. it 
actually wonderful to be single and the perception of that and finding your family and your friends and your chosen family, which for me is my friends. Um, so yeah, I love that as a topic too. Well, I've been down the road. I've, I've been, I was married, divorced. I've got three kids, you know, grandkids. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Love, you know, siblings love, love. I'm pretty happy. I mean, yeah, it sounds like your life is full. So, you know, if the right person comes into uh, your life, then you're open. That's good. Exactly. I hope to be. You will be. My my DMs are open if anyone is. <laughs> and I'm not giving out his all information. So this, turns into Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> this all of a sudden turns into Tinder. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was watching a replay of Jimmy Kimmel and one of the people had his phone. He was like, What's Tinder? He's like, oh, give me my phone back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you are also in a movie. I could not find it because I want to see it. I'm going to keep searching for it so I can watch it. Called The Comeback Trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. You worked with well, the you legend. can't find it. It hasn't been released in the States. Oh, has it not? Okay, that's why. It has I'm not. So that's why you, it was released overseas. Um, that was one of those projects. Man, what a dream project. The I'm people I to you. work with. I mean, just three of them, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman, and Robert De Niro. I mean, to work with one of them, that would be a dream. I, I, right? <laughs> I mean, there was literally a moment where I was shooting a scene with uh, Zach Braff, who's wonderful in this He's too, great. And um, Robert De Niro and Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm in um, uh, New Mexico, to Hajali, New Mexico, on this beautiful cliff overlooking this vast beautiful vista and about to shoot a scene and and i in my head i'm just like pinch me are you kidding me like For it was real. amazing and you know that that came because someone saw dropping the soap really yes randomly where i work someone someone uh, someone's client had seen it and her husband uh was George Gallo, is George Gallo. My friend's name is wow. Julie Lott Gallo. And she was so kind. And uh, she and her husband watched George Gallo, who directed Midnight Run, also directed The Comeback Trail. And they asked me if I was interested in doing this. So you never know where things come from. See, I, if it was that, I'd probably say, and you're gonna pay me for that? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? To, to hang out with, to meet Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. oh, right. And we, yeah. you know, and I was shooting for a month in New Mexico. It was, it was fantastic. And, you know, it was supposed to come out right before the pandemic, or it was scheduled like kind of around the beginning of the pandemic. I think it was maybe summer of 2020 it was supposed to come out. So, you know, that threw so many projects into kind oh, of yeah. so i think there's something with distribution that they're working on for the united states release but it was released wow. overseas and it's fun. fun it's 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 a fun kind of throwback to the 70s uh movie it's it's really fun and they were all just a delight to be around oh i can't i mean i know that when people are on set it's usually all about work but i i can't imagine overhearing any of their stories about past i mean that would just be phenomenal oh yeah oh yeah and we're just seeing the way they work you know that's sure. great it's an actor to be on a set with people like that and and you know zach also um not only is he a really 
lovely guy and a great actor, but he writes and directs and his eye for direction, like just the way his brain works. Um, yes. Like Jane was fascinating to watch and to be around. And it's just, uh, yeah, to your point, you're going to pay me to be here? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Well, I'm going to switch to another subject that I think is kind of close to you. You're a huge advocate for the LGBTQ plus community. Yes. Do you feel that Hollywood's on the right path for more inclusion, or do you think there needs to be a lot more work? I think two things can be true, and I think both of those things are true, right? I feel like so much has um, uh, turned in our favor in some ways. You know, I think back to when I was growing up, and uh, MTV wasn't given a lot of credit for, I think, what is trailblazing and the real world with Pedro, yes. I think was absolutely trailblazing. And I remember as a closeted gay man uh, seeing that and, and being very afraid because, you know, it dealt with AIDS and it was sad and it was scary. But I think what it did is allowed um, a gay person into the home of someone that didn't have a gay friend and didn't understand and didn't understand the humanity and who was such a lovely young man and seeing the ravages of this disease. So I think that did a lot. I think shows like Will and Grace did a lot. You know, there were so yes. many great steps. I was leaving the gym in my neighborhood um, and I saw, and this isn't West Hollywood, you know, it's in, I, I live in the Valley, San Fernando Valley. This young gay couple holding hands, just walking down the street. I can't imagine seeing that 10 years ago even. It, so I feel like, yes, there's so much progress. I think the entertainment industry is really trying to embrace that. We get shows like Uncoupled and We Got Bros, no matter what you think of it. Um, you know, we've had this content uh, that is starting to come out. I think we need more. And I think perhaps if we shine the focus on something other than like, you know, the gay men who have money and party and are perfect and have abs and that's not my existence. So I would love right. for a shift, um, which is why, again, like I wrote my pilot because it, it's, it deals with similar things, but not that. So I think, I think we've made a, a tremendous amount of progress and I think there's so much more to go. If I'm not, I can't think of the name of the movie, but I think we've just last year had our first leading gay couple movie, feature film movie. Uh, bros? Bros, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was the first one ever. The first studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. First studio film, I guess. I, I had seen other ones. I remember Dan Bukatinsky um, did one called All Over the Guy. And okay. I thought it was wonderful. It wasn't a studio film, but, you know, so there are a lot of gay uh, movies out there that came before Bros. I guess the, it was just that they weren't financed by a huge studio. Right. Well, so that's I'm, too, I'm not as big of an advocate as you are, but I am an advocate. I've got a couple of people who are very, very close to me who are gay. And like you said, the marriage part, one couple did get married probably about 10 years ago, but they had to go to New Hampshire to do it. Okay. And the other one just got married here in Kentucky just uh, back in December, which I was glad okay. that they were able to not have to travel. It was just, it was like, to just in 10 years, it was such a difference. 
in which the first couple had to go somewhere to do it. The second one was able to do it just within 10 years. Yeah. And I think that younger people today, they don't, uh, they don't care about that the way that my generation, I'm Gen X, I guess, you know, yeah, Gen X. So uh, they just don't care. They're so much more open and fluid and it's just not thought of the same way. So I think that's enormous progress, but I do think there's more, you know, there are other people that live in other states or other countries and neighborhoods that don't have the openness that perhaps we have here in LA. So there's definitely work to be done, but it's being done. Oh, Kentucky is one of those states because it's a very red and I'm not saying it has to do with political, but they're very older generations who see things the old way. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm then, sure you know, I know there are places in California. I'm sure if I went to Bakersfield, it wouldn't be as open. Nothing against, I don't know. I've never been to Bakersfield, but I know what you're saying. Uh, but there, it still needs to be, in the, as far as community and government, there still needs to be a lot of work done. I'm glad to see Hollywood's pushing, trying to push. Well, I say Hollywood, but... The theater celebrities are trying to push to make more inclusion. That is yeah. something I wanted to bring up because I know that's that's big for you because I know you did a couple of plays. Yes, at the LGBT Center, LGBT in, in Center. Los Angeles, and a lot of their proceeds, if not all, went to homeless youth and had outreach programs that were amazing. It was run at the time by John Imperato. He retired last year, but he was an extraordinary producer and advocate of the community. And uh, it was, I, I worked there a few, three, maybe, I can't remember, but I, it was a wonderful experience and just seeing the outreach that they do and the benefit that, you know, art has within right. the community and expression and storytelling. It's so important. I agree. Um... Talking about Kentucky again here in Owensboro, I saw somebody had posted that they were a bisexual and that they felt lost because there's no nothing for them here. No, right. there's, and there's not. And that upsets me. I mean, that somebody would feel that upset. Well, and to, I think with for bisexual, I think that's something that's even uh, a more recent kind of burgeoning community that's looking for and should be accepted because I think so often it was like, no, you're just gay. And so that people would assign this idea that it wasn't a real thing and it absolutely is a real thing. There's a oh. spectrum. And so I love that people are starting to open their minds to see like, oh, it is possible. Like we've said a couple of times today, you know, two things can be possible. <laughs> you know, right. We we become so single focused that I think we forget that you know this is always the better focus. You see more, and I'd say DC stepping up. Uh, they fixed no, not fixed it. They're going to be in production of a new Supergirl movie feature film, which is uh, led the actor actress is a trans. Oh, great! Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. That's that really impressed me. A big company like that. Saying, yeah. Okay, here we got to do something. I mean, I'm not a fan of James Gunn right now, but I'm a fan that he's doing that. Of who? James? James Gunn. He just took oh, over okay. DC. Okay. He went from Marvel to DC. I'm just not happy with him because he cut my Superman, but you know, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm a huge Superman fan. 
Well, on that note, we talked touched on it a couple of times. How did you survive the pandemic? Like we all did, you know, just figuring it out. But I will say that there was so much good that came out of it in little ways. Like I redecorated my entire house. You can't really tell by what it looks like in here. But again, if the scope was open, you know, uh, so that was great. It made me take a look at my environment and to really attend to it and make it something that I didn't just like, that I loved. So I spent time doing that with a very dear friend of mine who helped um, and uh, spent a lot of time with myself. I will say that my world narrowed a little bit, which I, I, which I think is a blessing and a curse, right? I became more um, insular and with fewer right. people, uh, which I loved because I'm not a party person. I'm much better one-on-one, I think. But I also realize now like, oh, I really like, I narrowed my world and I have to start saying yes and going out. <laughs> I mean, I'm in sweatpants now and it's like, you know, I just threw on a sweater so that I didn't look like I was in my pajamas, but I'm basically in my pajamas. Um, so, you know, we've all been acclimating, I think over the last whatever year or two, kind of getting back into the land of the living and work. And I, you know, still work all the time. And well, I think you're just in proper Zoom uniform, you know, sweatpants right. on the bottom or shorts. And then, yeah, I think you're just in proper uniform for Zoom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the great thing about Zoom. But it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a challenging time, but I felt so lucky. I have a great, I have my dog that you heard yapping earlier. So that was like a little companionship for me. And I had a few people that were like my core friends that right. I spent time with, even at the point when we couldn't be in a room together, we would go and have a picnic. And so it was this weird time that I think we all, uh, obviously that we all went through together and had to learn a different set of skills. And probably we all have some element of PTSD from that too. You know? <laughs> oh, It'll be sure. interesting was... to see how that manifests like as far as our relationships, or maybe that's just me. What happens in 10 years up the road? What's gonna, what we're gonna be like from it? <laughs> right, but it, but it also kind of back to what we were saying before. It taught me I'm really okay on my own, you know. Like that doesn't a, scare me. It was an introvert's dream, so you know I'm kind of an introvert. Right. Are you an introvert? So I was okay with it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So exactly, but I hear that from a lot of people that I wouldn't even necessarily say are introverts. Like I'm probably an introverted extrovert. You're a forced extrovert. Introvert. I don't You're know forced what it is. Like me, I'm a forced extrovert. Okay. Yeah. All I know is when someone says, Oh, do you want to come to this screening or this party? And I, I always get a little anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, can I just stay at home and watch TV? Your mind instantly says no, but then you're like, mm, what do I yeah. say? And I always have fun. Whenever I say yes, I always have fun and meet interesting people. And yeah. What do you think of the way it changed the audition process? I love it. Do you? We'll never need to go in a room again. I love it. See, I think it gave the actor so much more uh, control. Yes. And I don't even mean that you can do several takes. I just mean you don't have to drive over Hell's Half Acre here in Los Angeles and find parking and go sit in a waiting room. And it's it's just so much more actor friendly. We create like here's my you know my little drape. We have our ring light. And I love it. I think it's great. I'm not all actors agree with me, but 
I don't, I hope we never go back to in-person. No, there was the reason that some said no is because they were the ones that like to fill the room, the emotion or what that was the only reason I've ever heard anybody say no. I think they some people know. really love to be in a room and charm people and, you know, they have their rap and their, the way they interact and they're very winning and charming and people on the other side of the desk love them and they're really good at that. That's part of their kind of salesman tool, right. which is so important to have. And now that's less important. It's more about, do we like the scene you did? And I prefer that. Right. It's much better over the, the, the quality of your work instead of your personality. How you, how you can charm a room, yeah. So what do you do during your free time? Uh, I see movies with friends. I go out to, I love going out to dinner. I'm not a big cook. Love taking my dog on walks. Um, I've started enjoying going to the gym, which I never thought I would say. Um, uh, reading. I would think you write a lot too, is just what writing. I would think because you, yeah. you're like me, you're content. That you're well, I'm a, I'm a really like kind of haphazard writer. Like I'll get an idea and I'll, you know, I'll get on my phone and, and put it in my notes section. And uh, yeah, so whatever, you know, kind of inspires me. And I love people watching. So sometimes I'll go somewhere and have lunch by myself or grab a coffee and just check people out. I think it's, I think it's so fascinating. How about my you, youngest, what do you like to do? Me and my youngest son used to do things like that. We'd go out and we'd just see somebody walk in and we'd just give each other a look and we'd know it, what the other was thinking. It'd be like, oh my gosh, do you see her hat? Or, oh my God, you know, that type <laughs> of thing. <laughs> That's funny. Of course, he's 32 now. He don't want to hang out with me now, so. Oh, I <laughs> bet he does. I bet it's he does. just not cool. No, uh, I'm TV, TV movies. I mean, obviously, because <laughs> right. what I'm doing, but uh, I've, it's, I've always been a TV person, even as a kid, you know, Bionic Man, Bionic Woman. Yeah, well, even if I'm not watching TV, I, and I do, I, I over the last, I, I, I've always been a TV person, but more so in the last few years because of, these streaming shows that you can kind of binge and get hooked on with a friend, like during the pandemic, that was something that I started doing a lot more of. So yes, I, I, I love that too. Yeah. The switching over, um, I'm ex Gen, Gen X also, uh, you come from where you had to, if you missed it or didn't tape it on VCR, you don't get to see it again. And I didn't like the, the conversion to the computer thing, but I think it's kind of resisted it, but I like it now. I'm more of a, Okay, when that season's over, let me know because I'll binge it all. <laughs> you know, I loved like White Lotus, let's say. I love that show. And I love that every week you'd have to wait because what I found that it does that we probably experienced growing up was appointment television, right? So you would see an episode and then the whole week you got to talk about it and analyze it and get excited about it. And it created this universal kind of excitement I think in amongst people and it gave people something to talk about because they were all on the same timeline so as much as I do sometimes like the idea of binging um I actually prefer having like a forced restraint 
and and seeing it every week because I think it makes it interesting. I talk with friends and, you know, we all do about like, oh, who do you think's going to die in the White Lotus? Or, Did you see that scene with Theo James? You know. White so, Lotus is on my list. My, my, oh, brothers, my brothers have and they're like, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. And I'm like, I will, but I got a list. It's excellent. <laughs> it's excellent. Because uh, she's great. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Jennifer Cool. Yes, Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. They great. all are. Everyone in the cast uh, is great. Both seasons are excellent, and the Bear. And I mean, there's so many good shows on TV. There really is. Uh, I'm a big Bay fan. Oh yes, I know the guys who are kind of yes, Gregory Martin and Christos. Gregory, Christos, yeah, Wendy. Awesome, awesome. Christos guy. was just on here two days ago, actually. Oh, nice. He's he's the sweetest human. He is. He is. And Gregory is great, who produces it and writes it, and he's like the you know ringleader. He's. I love Gregory. Awesome. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a huge fan. Jackie Zeman got me into that one. Oh, I love that. Yeah, she. Uh, I used to watch her on General Hospital. See, your General Hospital was my guiding light. Okay. I, mean, I watched General Hospital off and on, but like I said, when we were younger. You couldn't watch more than one show at the same time. <laughs> right. Well, I'd run home from school so just to catch the last 15 minutes of General Hospital. Oh, I can't tell you so how many from times I played it. to 3 o'clock, I'd get to see like just that last little bit, which sometimes was enough because you got the gist, right? Because it was yeah. always some kind of cliffhanger. See, mine so was 2.30 to 3. It was guiding light. I was able to get home just in time to catch the last 30 minutes of it. Love it. I mean, I, I, I'll admit it, I stayed home sick sometimes t- to see what was going oh, on. I did too. I think Luke and Laura's wedding, I was a real youngin, and I think I was like, <laughs> I'm so sick, Mom. Because I, <laughs> I wasn't going to miss that from two to three slot. Are you kidding me? No. And that was the wedding to never miss, even now. Yes, it was history. Elizabeth Everybody Taylor was, I mean, it was just stunning. It was. Paul, do you have anything you're working on that you can share with us? I'll wrap this up with that one. Uh, you know, I just did a movie for that other uh, company that I did That's more with. They asked me to do this kind of fun little thing in a Christmas movie that they shot called A Wine Country Christmas. So Yes, I've heard that. of that's coming up. Did you already take that? Uh, yeah, we, they're still shooting it, but I just did, okay. a, I just did like a little fun cameo. In it. There again, it that's gonna have a, I love them all over there. The, that's the, gonna have a lot of people in it too. Oh yeah, Josh Lucar is in it. Eileen, Eileen Davidson. Davidson and yeah, yeah. They, lots of great people. All all such a they just surround this ESX Entertainment, Ali Afshar, Christina Moore, all these people that are kind of at the helm of this. They just create these great environments for artists to come and play, work hard, but come and play and and make these awesome little gems. Um, so I did that. I, I'm actually up for something that I can't talk about, but I'll, you know, we'll see if that goes through. Um, and like I said, the thing that I wrote uh, and the, another thing I'm writing, just always kind of working on putting stuff out there and working with awesome people. And So you're yeah. saying that you're giving us plenty to have to come back on the show for, right? exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure yeah and hopefully if uh, this year comeback trail is released too which is so much fun and a viewer yeah. ken sawyer said hey to you who He's did watching. ken sawyer 
Oh my God, he's a brilliant director. He, I've worked with him several times in. He's um, watching me right now. Oh, is he? I did. <laughs> he um, is. He's, he's. I did a. I've done several plays with him, but one of the most memorable that we did in L.A., which kind of was a big hit here, it ran for a couple of years, was The Woman in Black, and mm. it was actually turned into a movie, and it's a scary. Um, yeah. Thing and and the play is amazing. It ran for like 30 years in London. And wow. so we did the LA production here and it ran for, like I said, for a couple of years and won a bunch of awards. And Ken is just a genius. And I'm not just saying that because he's on here, <laughs> but, he really, but he is truly. Well, we'll have to reach out to Ken to see if he'll come on the show too. Oh, you because, should, you should. Because the show's not just about people on screen it's the people behind the screen because they're just as important as the people on the screen and oftentimes more <laughs> yes well yes. like Greg, gregory j martin perfect example he's been on the show yeah. and, and you know he's behind the scene and very important in his role so oh yeah that stuff wouldn't happen without him he is really uh, the driver of all of that well directors and people like that i want to also have on the encouraged to come on the show because it's not just about being in front of the camera. Right. Well, it's, thank it's, you for- It's so interesting to hear everyone's point of view. I love that. It is. Yeah. It is. Writers, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, Wendy will be on soon. Wendy Rich, she's a writer. She's not an actress. For sure. Was, she wasn't she the showrunner of uh, General Hospital? General Hospital, yes. Exact producer, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she has a lot you to add, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, well, I love that. You know, I love that you give other people other than just talent in front of the camera an opportunity because it, it is really fascinating to hear about what they do. It is. And I think they're kind of hesitant to come on the show because they don't think it it is. But in reality, to a fan like me, because I'm not in publishing or producing or anything like that, I'm just a fan and I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah, that's great. Paul, thank you for being here chatting with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really, really was nice to talk to you and get to connect a little bit. I do hope you'll come back. Remember that of you course. can catch That's more on Netflix. If you'll hang out in the uh, waiting room for just a minute, I'll be right back there. I sure will. Thanks for Thanks having again, me. Thanks again, Paul. I'd like to thank Paul for being here today and chatting with us. I'd like to thank the Necrotizing Fasciitis Foundation for sponsoring our show. For more information, you can visit www.necfash.org. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more upcoming episodes. Remember, as usual, be kind to one another and have a great day.